0: big? Well, these are the stories of people who have made it, just in a different way. They're the unsung heroes behind the screens that make movies and television come to life. Welcome to the Right Scuff Podcast, where we talk about films and interview those who are just starting their careers to some of the biggest names in production and post-production. Our mission is to inspire you through the true stories of people who have achieved their dreams. We'll be talking to Foley artists, screenwriters, sound editors, picture editors, the list goes on. And for film fans, we'll be focusing on sound and what it takes to create Foley. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a writer.
1: And I'm John, a professional Foley artist in the film business for over 40 years.
0: He's worked on over 500 films and is a 37-time nominated and 9-time MPSD winner for big titles such as Inception, The Matrix, and The Dark Knight.
1: You can find us online at therightscuff.com, and please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Right Scuff podcast. We hope you're learning a lot from these episodes and are getting excited about all of the information that we have to share with you. It's definitely very detail-oriented and hard work that it takes to hone the craft of Foley, But it's our mission to inspire you to achieve your dreams and help you pursue whatever it is that you want to do in the film industry. Today's episode is going to be all about footsteps. And this episode I'm really excited about because all my last two episodes had a lot more structure. And this one, I think I have a lot more questions for you rather than just the structure and definitions. Um, And then in the next few episodes, we're going to start interviewing people, so that's very exciting. And as a side note, I won't be recapping what we've learned every single week. I felt like it was important for Props versus Movement and for Footsteps because there are so many different aspects to Foley, and it helps not only you review it, but me review it because I'm learning along with you, so... Um, Moving forward, I don't think I'll be recapping anything unless it's requested strongly by you guys or, again, if there's a lot of information that I need to organize and process myself to understand. That being said, last week we talked about props versus movement and hard versus soft effects. We learned that not everything may be what you see. The sound of bone breaks are created by celery and birds in flight are from feather dusters. However, Foley prop does not necessarily refer to an item, such as celery or feather dusters. In the example we gave, the Foley artist recreated a scene where a man picked up a drink, put it back down, and then rubbed his chin. Even though he didn't have an item in his hand and he was rubbing his chin, that would still be considered a prop because it's specific to that scene. Movement is used as a fail-safe in case parts of the dialogue need to be replaced through the process called ADR, Automated Dialogue Replacement. We also discussed the four different avenues that a Foley artist might perform Foley for – feature film, television, commercials, and video games. Video games were much more complicated due to the player being in control, and cinematics. Yay, let's take it away! So I'm gonna define footsteps, then you could give me your definition. Footsteps are defined in the dictionary as a step taken by a person in walking, especially as heard by another person. I think the writer in me just like needs to hear the definitions in comparison to your definitions. So what is your definition of footsteps for
1: Foley? Well, this one's going to be pretty easy. Footsteps indeed are pretty much that. Uh, there's an old adage, see a dog, hear a dog. So in essence, uh, see a footstep, do a footstep. Now, we do need to differentiate between live action and animation. So live action, um, we're in a courtroom scene and the prosecutor gets up and he knows he has the witness who's in the witness box dead to rights and is going to expose their lie. So the footsteps are, again, the prosecutor getting up and walking over on this wood floor and stopping in front of the witness box. Um, We are going to assume that we want to make a very strong statement in those footsteps. So we're going to cross very slowly, methodically, so you can really hear and feel each portion of the wood floor and maybe even have creaks inherent in the footstep itself or add an additional channel for that. So again, that's the long answer, but cutting to the chase, yeah, footsteps are footsteps. Now, when it comes to animals in live action and certainly in animation, footsteps aren't necessarily footsteps. That is, you aren't necessarily going to recreate What you see on the screen with your actual foot be it heel toe
0: and can you tell me um all the different types of floor panels if they're even are they called floor panels
1: uh we we call them pits but that's just kind of a holdover from back in the day um you know there's like the wood pit there's the metal pit etc and the way we have it structured i think uh, that is i think the best way is um, you have a large dirt pit very large which then you can customize, like put a little grass here, put some gravel there, etc. So watch while you're watching on the screen, you're organically moving from area to area. That is not a design that used to be within the Foley world. In other words, there would be a very small gravel pit, very small sand pit, very small dirt pit. Uh, I just found that really constraining and, and just would not help the organic uh, feeling of moving to an area, you know, where it sounds real. Um, now, of course, as I said, we have a, a what we call the main wood floor, and that is a large wood pit. It literally, it's, a, it's a, let's say, a six by eight, just like you'd find in a house. There are joists underneath it, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and some insulation. And so it sounds like, you know, well, it's walking into a house. But we also have many other floors that we can put on and off quote, stealing unquote, the ambience from the main wood floor. So let's say we want to have a very creaky wood floor, getting back to this uh, this example in the uh, courtroom, I would probably take a, a, an old floor I, I had from Taj and and pull it onto the main wood floor. and cu- by those being coupled together, literally, I would get this little lower, boomier and yet creaky floor, which would, I think, hopefully match perfectly what the dramatic needs are in that scene I described.
0: That's interesting. So you do have like sand, dirt, gravel, wood, concrete, grass, but you're not as constrained anymore. Like I kind of imagined it in little boxes. No, of...
1: no. Well, it depends upon the stage. Mm-hmm. Where I am currently, that is not the case. Okay, really Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> Getting to how footsteps work in the cue sheet kind of form, there are the main character footsteps, other minor characters, and then foreground, background, background. So can you tell us a little bit about the, how that works, or is it just straightforward how I said it?
1: Well, actually, no, it, it's pretty straightforward, but I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's take that example of um, the courtroom scene. Again, the prosecutor gets up, walks over, and he entraps the the witness into saying something where the courtroom erupts, and the and the judge bangs his gavel. And in fact, a couple people... Uh, rush, you know, up to this witness because they're so angered. And um, and then the marshal has to come in and restrain these two people. So what do we have there? We've got the main character who was the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Then we've got these people from the, let's say, the background of the courtroom running up. We'd call them Bee Gees. Bee Gees? And Bee Gees. That's, that's the, uh, not the band. Uh, <laughs> that would That's the... That's the nomenclature we use, because we have a shorthand, which we should do something about that, about that at some point, the shorthand of Foley. Uh, the two Bee Gees come from the background. Well, actually, the Bee Gees can either be in the background or foreground. Um, we'll take another example. So the, the the background Bee Gees rush up to the witness, as I said, but they're also maybe maybe the marshal is in front of the camera, literally, and crosses in front of the camera in the foreground. We'd call that a foreground Bee Gees. So again, not to confuse everybody, but uh, there is a, a, a you know fully a shorthand that allows us to differentiate with uh, with footsteps as far as uh, is it a main character, is it BG uh, close up, or just a, a group? You know that is when the when the witness um, you know decides to confess up. You know maybe everybody in the gallery stands up in in, in horror. Well, those would be group footsteps. So I know I'm making this clear as mud, but there is a method to the madness. So anyway, um, that's and that's both true in, in live action and animation. Just in animation, um, what you see slash hear is not necessarily what you get. So getting to the question of how do we know what to do, of course, it all gets back to the cue sheets. So uh, Shelly and I will get some cue sheets that... Say uh, Bill on channel one, and Julia on channel two, and then a couple of lesser characters: Marshall uh, on three, prison guard channel four, prisoner channel five, and then the gallery and that may maybe channel six and seven group. Mind you, uh, I'm not saying that the assignment of the channels is uh, rigorous. In other words, that's just uh, in my mind a little scenario we kind of talked about. Let's say uh, that little scene, but uh, it could be it could be something. Whereas it's, it's a war movie where there's a gazillion people around, so it really does point out the fact that in order to really achieve great foley. You have to have great cueing and great cue sheets, great roadmaps, if you will.
0: So what you're saying is you will do the main characters' footsteps first, the other minor characters, Bill and Julia, I think you said, mm-hmm. then, then the guards. Or if there's a war film, then you will do the foreground, midground, background right. of the people in the war.
1: That yeah, That's our typical go-to we always do foreground, midground, background. Be it feet or props. The only exception is, and we won't necessarily go into it now, is rain. That is water.
0: Okay, that's interesting. And I guess I, that was one of my questions too. Oh, good. Is that is there foreground, midground for props and movement? Is that something who who edits that to make it sound like it's in the foreground or background, or is that? It's
1: a combination. Okay. Um, let's say if it's a background character. A uh, Scott, who's the mixer, will. Uh, add ambience if for inside on a, via another mic. In other words, we'll have a main mic pointed at our feet. He'll have another one that he can pull in the ambience feeling, if you will, so it just sounds bigger, but not so much so it doesn't sound out of place. Uh, if we're exterior, then we don't do that as much. Um, but uh, that really is kind of under the purview of, of Scott. And then, of course, once it gets past us, goes to the, the supervising Foley editor uh, or Foley editor, whoever cuts the foley, they might do some things to it. And then when it gets to the dub stage, the final stop, if you will, they definitely will um, manipulate that in such a way where it fits in nicely with the overall feeling.
0: Right. Okay. And speaking of the microphone, I wanted to talk about moving into the microphone because in our first episode, you had mentioned how you were running all around and not necessarily running into the microphone. So what does that mean, moving into the microphone?
1: Well, the microphone, you can consider that the point of view of the camera. So in other words, let's say the that scene we talked about, the prosecutor getting up and walking over. Let's say we start up, for whatever reason, on the close-up of the feet of the prosecutor getting up out of the chair. Then the camera slowly pulls back to where we see a long shot, and we see the whole courtroom with the prosecutor and the person in the witness box. And that's one shot, let's say. So I would play the sound of the footsteps literally as we, are, as we are the point of view of the camera. So I would be very close to the microphone when the, we are close up on the feet. And then as the camera pulls back, I would naturally move away from the microphone to give a little more room, a little more natural ambience just for that main mic. To again, hopefully create a more of a, f- a feeling of life, of reality.
0: But not too far away from the mic because you still want to pick it up, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Well, certainly. And, you know, Scott would always stop us if we're, we're doing it to too far away. Too far away, yeah. But okay. that's pretty rare.
0: Okay. And then running versus walking. Right, same thing. Are you running into the mic just in place?
1: Uh, in circles?
0: You do a box step?
1: <laughs> Depends. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if it's... If it's uh, if I have the, the ability in the room, um, I will, let's say we're outside in the, in the grass, but the grass then goes to gravel, then to um, a little muddy area because we're right, right near a stream, and then to the other side of the bank, and, and it gets a lot of foliage again, uh, and then it's just out into a dirt field that's been plowed. I will set up the mic in such a way that whatever the closest point is in that run, if you will is where the mic will be and i will i will put the appropriate part you know be it grass or be it mud closest to the mic so again i can organically move through the the scene you know footstep wise to where it 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 melds well with what we're seeing on screen
0: all right okay is there do you take a different approach to walking versus running or is it the same
1: uh, no, there is a different approach. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, running, we tend to be more on our toes. In yeah. other words, I would not try to get as much heel toe in a run as I would for an actual walk. Okay. There are exceptions. Uh, if it's a, if it's a character that's very heavy or um, it's a it's a it's a dark character, you know, uh, that's a killer. Like a villain. A villain. I, I could potentially do more heel toe. Because just working on your toes more, that's going to sound a little less defined. And whereas, you know, when you're doing a, a dark character, a villain, you, you want to really kind of create this, you know, low, mean sound. Um, and, you know, while we're on it, um, I don't know if it's in your notes, but, you know, when we do stairs, they're different altogether, too.
0: No, I didn't have that. I'm curious now. O- okay.
1: <laughs> uh for walking upstairs, whatever surface we're on, we'll just scuff our toes.
0: The right scuff. There you go. Lame joke. Right? Okay. Continue.
1: Yeah. So that's that. Pretty much covers that. Again, we did not go into you know animation per se, and that's going to be really all over the map. Nor did we talk about footsteps in in water.
0: Yeah. Well, I I actually had some questions okay. about that too. Go ahead. Really, what defined a footstep in in water, or even a a film, you know, there are films that are just completely in water. Do you have footsteps for films that are completely in water?
1: Well, let's see. Let's let's uh, let's take a, a scene that's a, 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 a woman at the beach is running from dry sand. She gets up off her beach towel and runs into the surf. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so we would set that up where we'd have dry sand, but then we would have sand that has a little more moisture in it. Because if you remember last time you were at the beach, there is this feeling when you're running on wetter sand that, that, that also has an attendant sound. Then, of course, there are little mini splashes as you're starting to go into the surf line. Then, of course, once it goes up right near your knee, the definition of any type of, let's call it a footstep or footstep splash is pretty much gone. So what we'll do is we'll do one channel of the sand footsteps Then we'll do another channel of water splashes, starting with very mini ones as she's just starting the surf Mm -hmm. to where it's more more arms moving through water for when we're getting close to where her knees are.
0: What if they're just completely in water like the Little Mermaid and they don't have feet? Does she still have a footstep?
1: No. Then she'll have movement.
0: Okay. Um and I guess that was another question too for you had mentioned animals and maybe some unique animal footsteps animals that just do not have feet like snakes is that considered a footstep
1: No that would be a snake movement
0: Snake movement okay Right And you just do it on the on the whole pass when you're doing it from beginning of end to middle Ah
1: I see no I I, mis- I misled you Okay That would be a that'd be a snake movement prop that is
0: snake move. Hold a hold a hold a hold, hold. Yeah. <laughs> So movement prop. What does that mean? Well, what,
1: what I mean is, okay, we have a we have. Um, we're walking in the woods. We stop because we hear something, and a snake literally, in about two feet in front of us, goes across from right to left, slithering across. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would not be on the footstep track. That is footstep cue sheets. Right. It would be on the prop cue sheets. Okay, but of course. What it's doing is it's sliding its belly on the ground, if mm-hmm. you will. So it's it, in a sense that's movement. Do you see what I'm saying? So we they it would probably be cute snake movement, not like it has a uh, you know um, a, a suit and a tie on movement. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just the movement of it going on the ground.
0: What about a blob monster, for example, that doesn't have any feet, but it has a squishy sound?
1: It, it depends upon if it has a uh, a semblance of footsteps, if it kind of, if it has some type of shoulders and it's rocking, you know, because mm-hmm. that's how, by the way, from a footstep standpoint, that's how we get sync if we don't see a character's feet. Okay. We watch the shoulders.
0: So it really just kind of depends. If...
1: Really depends. Okay. You know, because again, this is all smoke and mirrors where you, the audience, we want you to believe what you're seeing slash hearing. So, mm-hmm. you know, for a blob monster, I wouldn't necessarily put on, you know, size 12 spats. You know, um, I'm. Uh, Ooh, well,
0: can we just talk about what you did too? Oh, sorry. I, just, I don't know if anyone heard that. That
1: was my uh, my old uh, rickety fingers. <laughs> I
0: wanted to mention that too, since we were talking about um, the microphones. How stomach growling and bone pumping can compromise the sound. Do you want to speak to that? I'm sure, it moment? can ruin a
1: take. I mean, you know, there's there's been times when I'm doing this uh, cue. Maybe it's a glass pickup, let's say, and my stomach decides to go. You know? <laughs> so, hmm, well, we have to do it again.
0: Yeah, so if in case anyone is not clear on that, if you make an involuntary sound like a bone popping or stomach gurgling, you have to completely redo it because you're going to compromise the sound.
1: What, what's going to happen is that sound will be there within the context of the cue. So <laughs> if literally I'm picking up the glass, my stomach growls at the same time, it ruins the take, we can't use it because we're, everybody going, wait a second, is that thing alive the glass? <laughs> So, um, and that's true also of off stages. Um, let's say a plane for whatever reason or, or a helicopter flies overhead. Um, you know, that could ruin a take. Not that we have that necessarily, but, right. uh, if, um, oh, I don't know. Let's say, um, there was some fire close by and a fire truck went by you know that happened to me at Taj where
0: um, oh so if you're in the studio and something some outside thing happened yeah. you could actually hear it in your studio so
1: where I am now
0: I'm sure not where you are now but no, yeah
1: not particularly but um, that yeah, look if, if where I am now if a fire truck went right by our door we'd probably hear it okay um, so again so basically getting back to what I was trying to say that's considered an off stage and we don't want off stage sounds right um you know, we want the, the recording to be as clean as possible or and or in such a way that it fits right in.
0: Okay, more questions. Um, And I don't think we've addressed this yet, which is so interesting that we're this far into the podcast and I haven't asked this. Why, in your opinion, are footsteps the hardest thing to do in terms of Foley?
1: The reason why I think footsteps are the hardest to do is because they are they will fool you. In other words, most Foley artists, when they're starting out, when they achieve sync in other words they can watch the screen and do footsteps quote in sync unquote with the screen they think that's it i have made it
0: i could see that but they don't that, really think about the underlayer have yeah you?
1: but that is just the the beginning again there's potentially movement to and from the mic mm-hmm. there's you know if the person comes to a stop what is it what's going on there in other words is are they afraid mm-hmm. or are they angry you know um,
0: so you could actually hear the emotion behind the sound.
1: Well, ultimately, you want to try to do that. And therefore, therefore, that makes that the hardest thing to perform, I think, and fully to do it well.
0: So I have another interesting one. Um, we actually had a really interesting conversation a couple weeks ago where I heard a story about two left feet. And you've heard that expression, you know, when you're dancing, you have two left feet. And it had never occurred to me that when a movie is edited, there is a possibility to have two left feet.
1: Right. In other words, well, as one is editing, uh, as as a foley's being edited, it could be that the Foley editor thinks, hmm, you know, that footstep there sounds actually a little better against the picture here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he he or she literally could have taken two left feet and put them Mm -hmm. in the walk. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: there is a certain amount of like, you know, dun, dun, dun. It's two, it's two different sounds between correct. your feet. So correct. it it never occurred to me that you could hear the same kind of dun, dun instead of the dun, 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 dun of footsteps.
1: Uh, there is a methodology uh, inherent in all folidom. One is very natural and organic. Another one's what we call OTT, over the top. Uh, a subset of the natural organic is uh, less is more. So uh, instead of, let's say, the walk from the um, the table of the prosecutor over to the accused, instead of hearing a clearly defined get up and heel-toe cross and stop, maybe be a kind of a feeling of a get up and then a starting out heel-toe and then and something, so just kind of... In a, in a sense, really randomizing it, if you will. And that's another technique one can use, and we we're asked to use, uh, asked to perform sometime because uh, that's considered a um, more natural feeling sound. So, and again, it really depends upon the project.
0: Have you ever taken dance classes for scenes like salsa or waltzing or where they're just dancing?
1: I've never had any formal dance training per se. I have had dance classes early when I was young and then also in college in preparation to be what I thought then was an actor. But um, no. And so to that end, I can fake it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a really difficult, let's say you said salsa mm-hmm. or something else. If it's re- like, uh, if, like, let's say All That Jazz. Mm-hmm. It's a film which literally had... Uh, It was telling a a part of Bob Fosse's life, who was a famous uh, choreographer. I did not work in that picture, but let's say if I had, I would have actually tried to get whoever the choreographer was, be it Fosse or whatever, to come in or have somebody that knows routine come in and do it. That being said, though, there's an interesting offshoot from that. Typically in a film, a dance sequence, unless it's a musical per se, a dance sequence is not necessarily edited the way it was learned, okay? In other words, when you were learning a dance sequence, you go from point A to Z. Right. In editorial, you know, once the film is shot, it could be for various reasons, one doesn't really go from A to Z. One might go from A to E, and then start again at H to Z, you see? Mm -hmm. So uh, the choreographer probably can handle that, the, uh, a dance member of the troupe that did it might be able to handle that. Uh, it's it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting area, you know. Right. Um, now, if it's if it's a musical per se, most likely it's going to be from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and that really won't be an issue for any uh, person of the troupe to to do that.
0: I guess my next question is because I imagine it in some ways it might be easier if you have this very complicated. Like dance sequence, a tap dancing or something like that, if you actually took the shoes in your hands and kind of use them that way, do you ever do that because you don't get like the full weight of a person in the shoes or do you ever take them and you will actually just move the shoes yourself in your hands?
1: The answer is for live action, no. For animation, Maybe.
0: Next question. Here we go. Um, what is the hardest surface to get a clear footstep sound from? I just imagine sand being really difficult for some reason, just because of how you know loose it is. But what is the most difficult one? Is there a most difficult one?
1: Honestly, the hardest footstep that I know of to really get correctly would be a... Metal stair step inside a building where a character's running up the stairs. There's a lot of things potentially that could go wrong with the metal setup. Uh, So that's probably one of the hardest things to do.
0: Why is that? Is it because it's like echoing or?
1: It could, you know, because, you know, we don't have a huge stairwell built on the Foley stage. We have various props, surfaces that we can lay out and set up as, you know, this metal stairwell. But you know, sometimes they can vibrate or do weird things. And so it's just, it's, that's, that's just really difficult. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd say that's probably the hardest thing.
0: So my last few questions have to do again with your shoes. Um. So, or have you worn women's heels for movies that you've done? Yes, I have. <laughs> and how is that?
1: Hurts like a mother.
0: Does it really? Yes. It's not that bad.
1: Yes, it's bad.
0: <laughs> okay. And is that difficult to get like the right kind of sound? I I guess I'm imagining like someone like petite like me and you know, someone else who's much taller than myself and a different gender, trying to wear heels and sound like <laughs> sound like me. How does that work?
1: Um, well, unfortunately like i say I've got a partner um uh, Shelly who has a whole plethora of you know female shoes um but that being said you know I need to have some too uh, funny enough it just came up recently that I needed to get another pair and I had to order them from i think it was amazon mm-hmm. a th- size 13 pair of high heel i I typically don't do a lot of high heeled work because it's just to make the variation and the, and the feeling correct, I just don't know that I do it as well as she does.
0: And my last question is, what are your favorite shoes that you have?
1: The favorite shoes that I have are probably threefold. One is a pair of old Navy last shoes. They're leather uppers, lowers, and heels. And I use those in a Michael Jackson video, Thriller, to do the dance fully for MJ then there's probably two other pair that just really have a nice there's one that has a really heavy heroic sound and there's a third that's kind of an everyman sound
0: what does heroic sound like I'm just curious
1: heroic is well defined and 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 has strength and and you know that this person walking has confidence is going to get it done.
0: Anyways, I'm sorry. Continue with your yeah. your shoe listing. No, that's it. That's really okay. it. So that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Right Scuff. We really hope you enjoyed it. This has been a lot of fun for us, and it's been really exciting for me because. Each week, I sit down and I learn something new and also very exciting. We mentioned a pair of shoes that are going to be featured in our item of the week slash prop of the week. So be sure to check that out. If you're looking for more information, please visit our website at www.therightscuff.com. Leave us your questions on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We will do our absolute best to answer them all. Again, next week's episode, we're going to have our first of many interviews to come. I can't wait for you guys to hear all of these incredible stories and get excited about your own journeys if you're looking to break out in a film industry. Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my wonderful life partner slash significant other slash boyfriend, Stefan. He has had to put up with all of my equipment everywhere, and he's been the greatest support system that I could ask for. So thank you so much, Stefan. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening, and I can't wait for you all to hear more in our upcoming episodes.